This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about Equilibrium. I mean, The Matrix. I mean, what? Equilibrium. It's equilibrium. Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Sheesh. There's only one good thing right. that came out of that movie, and it wasn't the acting. <laughs> I, I don't know what that one thing is. Oh, the, the effects that they had for the dimensional pockets that they kept all the shit in. That was awesome. Other than that, meh. Alright, I'll take your word on it. I actually haven't seen it. I've heard so many bad things, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, you shouldn't watch it. Oh, unless you're really drunk or high. <laughs> Alright. I am both. <laughs> Alright, so Equilibrium. This movie came out in 2002. Um, I don't remember it coming out in theaters. I remember this going over to a friend's house... Uh, Ruby, you guys remember Ruby? <laughs> and watching it over there, he's got a famous I'd never sister. heard of it. Huh? I mean, he's got a famous cousin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She might say she's an American beauty. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> um, see, I don't know how you, when you guys heard about this. Did you guys see it, it in the theaters? The same or no? thing. You did not hear about this until after it was out. And this was... 2002 was still kind of the... the beginning of DVDs, really. Yeah, pretty much. They were they were starting to take off. Right. So yeah, I remember going to the store and renting this, not knowing anything about it. I want to say I did see it in the theater, but it was like the cheap theater. Okay, dollar so. fifty or whatever. Yeah. When, when did when did the uh, when did the Cynodome get demolished? I might have seen it there. Oh jeez, not soon enough is the answer. I <laughs> Come on. So I saw it. I mean, I was, Cinema was still there when the special edition Star Wars movies came out, which oh, was true. what late nineties. Yeah, mid late nineties. So it was at least around then. But I, I don't know if it went to tell. No, I saw the Matrix there too. So when did the Matrix come out? Two thousand ninety nine. All right. So anyway, these are places that no one. Well, actually, all our listeners are from this area, so they all know what we're talking about. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah, I kind of missed you. Except for William. He doesn't know what we're talking about. My first movie there. I think we went over this. Are you talking about the Cynodome itself, or a real poop? I wish. That Everything I see reminds me of her. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so uh, first off, you guys, do you guys like this movie? Because I know this is a movie that people... A lot of people don't like. Uh, I've I've never heard anybody say they didn't like it. Yeah, me either. Really? Yeah. I know a lot of people who hate it. Really? Yeah. You know a lot of Nazis. <laughs> yeah. People who have no emotions. Yeah. <laughs> like it that way. Just like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. So. All right. Um, I'm, like as you guys know, I'm not going to go over the whole the whole story, but the, basically the plot for people who haven't seen it is. It's in the future. I think it's supposed to take place like in the late two thousand, you know, two thousand eighty or something like that. And uh, it's after World War Three or Four, something. I think the fourth, yeah. Okay. And uh, they've pretty much abolished all s- emotions and senses, and everyone's on drugs to not have any feelings. And any art that will invoke feelings from you has been banned and outlawed. And to break these rules is death. So it's pretty much any, uh, actually any form of entertainment is illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music, books, Except for poetry. Except the shit out of people. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you can do all you want. Yeah. Yeah. Every anything. Yeah. A, a box full of puppies. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they burn those along with the paintings and <laughs> the records. Yeah. So they kind of set up, and then there are these people called clerks. That are clerks. <laughs> Sorry, clerics. You're not even supposed to be there today. Yeah. yeah. Clerics, not clerks. Who are responsible to go find these sense offenders 
and kind of root them out because there's you know pockets of rebels that are hoarding Mona Lisa's and Van Gogh's and Keats poetry and all this stuff. No, uh, this is Keats. What did I say? Keats. Whatever. <laughs> Michael Keats. Anyways, is it now? I've always gotten this confused. Is it graviton cleric or gramaton? Gramaton with an M. Okay. Yeah, gramaton clerics. These guys with are the, badasses. With the tetragram something something. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how the first time you watch Tombstone, and then you walk out of the theater and you're making gun shooty bang 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 stuff because the movie's so awesome. Just me. Okay. I did, no, I did, I I did that with Equilibrium, except I was trying to do gun katas everywhere. Right out yeah, of so gun kata. Explain gun kata. It's a martial art that takes uh, a lot of math to do, because it takes advantage of uh, precisely angled shots and forms that would allow you to simultaneously dodge attacks and kill the people that you're trying to kill. Basically, you also I use your, it was just pistol whipping. Basically, yeah, you also use your gun as a melee weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you do wield. Yeah, you need a uh, to buy a lot of perks to be able yes. to yes to wield that you have Venkata. Yeah, and dildo looking clips. <laughs> yes, what? That's true. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so there's definitely a, a, some balls and chaff. Yeah. <laughs> For for the clips on the on the guns they're using. Oh. Remember that one scene? I'm gonna have to take a second look. <laughs> no, there's that one scene where he has the ones that are like weighted, so he throws them on the ground and they roll and they pop up with the clips sticking up, so he can just slam the guns down into them. Oh uh, yeah. I thought those were grenades. I thought he was tossing grenades at first, and then he do that, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna like use those to, you know, just to look cool. Yeah. And they all let him do it too. They don't like kick him out the side or anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so just this is ha- that's you know it's kind of this the setup. That's the scene, and you your main character here is Christian Bale, John Preston. He's a cleric or a clerk, and um, desk clerk. He does. He's good. At- he does actually fix up his desk, so he is yeah. a desk clerk. He's really good at his job. His partner, his kind of older partner, is Seen Bean. I forgot his name. Uh, Partridge. Partridge. Danny Partridge. Not Danny Partridge. Oh. And uh, long story short, they're breaking the place. He actually is kind of starting to become a sense offender in, in, the, uh, in his off time, and they find this big horde of stuff, and he can't really help himself, and he steals a... Uh, he steals a book? It's a book of poetry from Yates. book of poetry from Yates, not Keats. Not Keats. And, uh... Not Diane and, Keats. Uh, not Diane Keats. <laughs> William Butler Yates. Yates. And then he also, uh, at one point... I'm, he starts listening to music at one point while he waits for the guys to come and get it. He knows he's in trouble, so he just turns on some music. Right? Isn't that how it happens? He's just reading a like book. Like Mozart or Beethoven. No, that's just... No, yeah, later, later, in the, later in the movie, Christian Bale... Oh, that's right. like the same process as Scene Bean. And yeah, he, he finds starts the, watching the movie Rejected, and then that classical. <laughs> yes, up. he finds the soundtrack to Rejected on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on an old Victrola. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Sean Bean has the poetry. Uh, Christian Bale finds out. And guess what happens to Sean Bean? He Happily lives. Happy ever after. He dies. He's oh, killed. Oh, man. Never would have and then, like you said, bum, 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 bling. Christian, Christian Bale kind of eventually goes down the same road. He starts being a common sense offender, but then he's going to rebel, and he his uh, stuff happens. Eventually, he fights the Overlord, who is uh, Robert the Bruce from Braveheart. <laughs> Robert the Bruce, that's his name. <laughs> and uh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I hope I never find that actor's real name because I just want to call him Robert the Bruce for the rest of my life. Uh, Angus McFadden. No! Yeah. That's not as cool as Robert the Bruce. <laughs> Angus. Angus the Bruce. And you took it and you stole it from me on the battlefield. <laughs> um, Braveheart, we gotta do that one of these days. 
Uh, excuse me. And then he fight has an awesome showdown with Tay Diggs. <laughs> that he just chops his head off in one single pull. Yeah. Mm, Tay Diggs, that was awesome. He doesn't even chop his head off. He chops it in half. He like yeah, cuts he, off. He of... cuts his face off. Yeah. And then uh, Nicholas Cage takes it. Yeah. <laughs> crossover, and then uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a very anime Japanese cartoon type of thing so, to do where he just whoosh, sword goes right through his face and then it whoosh, slides no off it was all gross so, <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Tay Diggs character he's just like uh, just kind of an unlikable douche uh, throughout the whole movie they have er, about mm, halfway through the movie they're fighting with the, the weird kendo sticks and they're they're, yeah. kind of, they're kind of going blow for blow so they and they set that up uh just about to fight down, alright, they're gonna have this big badass sword fight. And yeah, he just takes him out and like, Christian Bale takes him out in like one single spoilers. Uh, mm-hmm. but they they kind of set that up really because uh, they like, they have the conversation while they're having the sword fight or when they're, when they're having the, the training fight with the kendo sticks early on. And uh, Christian Bale's character tells him, well, you know, maybe I'm just better than everybody else instead of, you know, practicing more or whatever it is. And then right before Christian Bale goes all <laughs> goes on a rampagement, uh, they have him hooked up to the uh, lie detector to see if he's got any emotions, and all of a sudden just flatlines. So he goes into full Graviton cleric mode, which he wasn't when he was doing the. He was like all emotional when he was fighting Kadex earlier. So now that he's in Graviton cleric though. He's unmatched. Yep. And, and it, it was yeah, it was just kind of fun that, that they had the the full-on, oh, they're going to have a big fight, but no. No match at all, really. Yeah, that was awesome. More movies should do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> wait, I blinked. What happened? Yeah, one of us <laughs> is way better than the other. It's not going to be a long fight. Where's that guy's face gone? Where did it go? Yeah. And they never really, throughout the movie, like, every, every time Christian Bale's beating ass, it's always, like, just a normal soldier or civilians. Like, he doesn't really fight any of the, the other clerics other than Tay Diggs. I don't know. Seen Bean put up a mean fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at one point, uh, Christian Bale tells to, like, try to talk down some soldiers. He tells them that he's the highest-ranking cleric, but nothing about him would suggest that he is actually the highest-ranking. Like, he never gives orders to anybody. Like, I think never... his collar was slightly higher than the other Yeah. Ones. Like, he has to sit at the desk with everybody else. Uh, there's no special like. It, well, that I, would promote feeling pride. Yeah, I know. I, I get why they would stick him in there, but there was like nothing about him. Like, why would he have a higher rank then? I'm just saying. I thought that was weird. I thought he was just doing like bluffing, just trying to save the people. Right? You're talking about the time when they're trying to shoot the find the civilians no, no, and shoot them. This is when he's got the dog in the trunk. Okay. Well, over the same thing. Yeah, he was just bluffing to you know protect stuff. I guess, but you like they would know that the the clerics have ranks. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of. I mean, that's the main plot of the movie. He goes through and just starts kicking ass, and lots of gunkata. The lights go dark, and you just see like flashes from his gun and his silhouette while he's just shooting people in yeah. awesome ways. So, so most of those were a lot of fun. Uh, they're pretty cool. Uh, cinematography outside of that gets kind of shitty sometimes. <laughs> There's like some weird blur slowdown effect when there's not really any action going on. Just to kind of show that, oh, something weird's happening. There's been some weird choices with the, with the, the camera work, I thought. Or at least in, but they didn't post with it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really remember that, but... That stuff usually doesn't stick out too much to me, anyway. Um, Gunkata, man. But yeah, the Gunkata was cool. The whole, you know, that so the scene that I thought was Sean Bean was actually uh, Christian Bale was pretty cool. Like, imagine you've never heard music before, and you sit down and you hear what was it? Was Mozart? It was, what was, it was it? Beethoven. Beethoven. Okay. Symphony. It was just Beethoven. Yeah, it was uh, right before like the Ode to Joy. Yeah, you can just like see him just filling up with emotions left and right and everything was pretty cool um, and he drops the snow globe and he says rosebud <laughs> rosebud 
And, uh, we weren't joking about the puppies. Yeah, there is a puppy at one point, and they try to take it away. He does whatever he can to protect it. Meanwhile, he's going through stuff with his wife, which now I don't really remember. I know no, that was he's in, not taking... That was in flashback. Oh, wait. Who's the one where he's hiding not taking his pills? That's the other lady that looks like his wife. Kind of. No, 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 no. So... <laughs> so he's, he's got the two kids at home. Yes. Right. Um, and yeah, he's hiding the, the medication and the drugs so that he doesn't have to take them. But then, through the course of his work, he finds this lady who's sensing, uh, who's not taking the drugs, which is highly illegal, as we've already established. And he kind of, he starts sensing, and he's like, she's like the first woman that he's come across that's also in the same way. And he kind of creeps out on her a little bit, actually. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> In, in hindsight, but uh, yeah, that that was uh, uh, what's her name? She was in Red Dragon, right? And Punch Drunk Love. Uh, Emily Watson. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but the, who was trying to? Was it his kids going to narc on him for not taking? The well, drugs? you have the, the super creepy son who is like, "You're going to go, you're going to go pick up some more of your medication, right?" Yeah, when so, he accidentally. Uh, knocks it on the on the sink and he breaks it. It's like, oh, well, you better get a replacement, motherfucker. Right. So they make it seem like the kid's gonna rat him out if he's not careful. Yeah. Which is definitely gonna fake out. Yep. But yeah, so, Preston um, is the one that, um, whatchamacallit, spoilers, uh, set his wife pretty much into the incineration chamber because she was a sense offender. Oh yeah, that is right. I forgot he didn't, about that. He didn't turn her in, but he didn't really do much to stop either. I don't think he kind of knew. He was kind of dumb. Because all of a sudden the SWAT team shows up at his house and he starts beating the shit out of him and he's like, Oh, she's a sex offender. We have a right to be here. Please don't kill us. <laughs> well, no, she... Okay, so it's it's kind of subtle, but he does know that there's something up with her. Oh, really? Because... in the flashback, he watched... Caesar like drop the weird thing which is obviously she's not supposed to have he doesn't like freak out about it uh, although he does freak out when she's officially charged or um, but yeah he just kind of goes along with it freaking out counts his feelings he can't have any of those yeah so makes you wonder like why anybody gets married or has sex or anything in that oh, way. that's true but you think you're just like forced like procreation because nobody wants to bone. It's contractual. Yeah. I guess you'd, you'd have people marry just so that they, you could provide structure for like raising children and things like that. But raising emotionless children. Yeah. It's kind of weird. There's, there's lots of questions about how they run things that they're not really going to. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so. And how did you guys like just the whole. I don't even know what. How do you describe that? Like the whole Macintosh commercial with the big screens everywhere and the <laughs> big omnipresent face looking down on you. Um, it was so, at the time. THX style, I guess. <laughs> so it, I, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I like the way that they handled the whole post-apocalyptic culture, oppressed culture thing, uh, in a way that kind of makes sense. Because if, if you look at like all these movies lately like Hunger Games or Maze Runner or Divergent there are all these weird societies where there's one group that's just completely oppressing the other group through fear and like military power and that just that doesn't work it's not how you (laughs) it's not how dictatorships work you have to have like some kind of weird dogma or whatever that's why North Korea they like try to drive home the point that that King John Neal is like a god there like oh well we don't want to go against what God's saying instead of oh well he's just in charge of the army, so we have to do these sense because that never lasts. So in here, in Equilibrium, they, they have the drugs and they have the dogma, which is just drilled into them all day long through those TVs that are everywhere. So the people are just kind of brainwashed into doing this stuff, which makes a lot more sense than the world through by fear. And... Right. So I was going to say, it's not to this level, but it's kind of kind of like Demolition Man. Right, and the fact that you know that you can't swear, and all—it's not like to that extent, but all these things that you know outline. Yeah, you've purged basically. Uh, yeah, anything. Yeah, like 
And, and again, it was one person that came up with everything in both movies. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's purge, and they keep telling what a great, you know, society was bad, AIDS is rampant, blah, 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 and ever since then, everything's perfect, you know, so. Two, like I said, I know it, it's a, kind of a reach, but that's one thing it does remind me of in a little bit of a way. I mean, um, yeah, that, uh, I, as I was watching it again, I was trying to figure out, like, where they were supposed to be. I guess it doesn't really matter. Because cause they find... Well, they find the real copy of the Mona Lisa, which makes me think that they're somewhere in Europe. But other than that, everybody's got American accents, even though it's all Brits in the movie, except for Tay Diggs. Yeah. I think it's just that's the one piece of art that everybody knows. <laughs> that's, that's probably a better explanation. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the Mona Lisa. <laughs> oh, they're um, not going to put it in that fire. Oh, oh, dang. So I know this thing was kind of um, hit hard by the fact that it came out after the Matrix and they're all wearing dark trench coats and lots of fighting and it got a lot of, like, oh, it's just a rip-off, it's a rip-off. What do you guys think about that? I mean, you guys heard that, right? And I... I didn't think of it as a rip-off. Uh, it, <laughs> it's definitely hard to say that there weren't things that were inspired by the Matrix. Uh, but But... There's no real weird wire work going on in the movie with 360 cameras. It's all mm-hmm. pretty much just practical effects and action throughout the movie. So mm-hmm. there's no light CGI in some scenes. Stuff yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of CGI going on. Yeah. Um, there's no Jesus thing going on. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, similarities no. with the look, though. I see what you're saying. Uh, it makes sense that society, society would all have, like, the monochrome uniforms for everybody. And they wanted to make the clerics look cool, so they all have the high collars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's nothing like I think to the fact that, though, it's a, a skinny white dude wearing a, a black coat doing martial arts of some sort. <laughs> Rip off. That's like a thousand movies. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... <laughs> it's, so, yeah, but they, they did come out close enough that it was hard to separate. Well, not sure. Enough, maybe it separates the wrong word, but to not think of it one without the other. Right. Now, I have one little anecdote, anecdote to speak of, is that I didn't know who Christian Bale was when this came out. Like, I didn't know... I had seen him and stuff, but I didn't know like who he was. Hey, it's Newsies. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so I said I was over at Roby's house. And then, you know, I'm watching this, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, that guy looks familiar, I can't figure it out. And then uh, Robert the Bruce is there, and I'm like, oh, God, I can't figure that out. And then Sean Bean's there, and I'm like, I knew who he was. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And then finally, I'm like, oh, that's the guy from... Um, What's that movie, that dragon movie that Brian hated? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rain, Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. <laughs> right. So that must have come out right around this time. And that's, that's the movie I thought of him from. I'm like, oh, that's that guy. He had a beard and that's so I don't remember him. And then I, finally I figured out who Robert the Bruce was. And then all of a sudden I made this brilliant statement that, man, this movie's all about guys with beards without beards. <laughs> Because I saw Boromir with a beard last time I saw him, this guy, and that was my, um, and they, Ruby and, uh, 404 made fun of me, fun of me for that one for a while. Also had, uh, William Fitchner from Heat, the, uh, scumbag, uh, business guy that tries to rip off the crew. Mm. It sends, that, that's Henry Rollins as his right-hand man. Oh. I forget the ex-character's name on that. Van Zandt. Van Zandt, yeah. yeah. And the guy the Joker puts a grenade in his mouth in the beginning of Dark Knight. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? Uh, so just again about Christian Bale. I, I feel like this whole movie was just a warm-up for Batman. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like ripped in this. And mm-hmm. he, he kind of has this... He's got the American accent going... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nolan watched Empire of the Sun and said, I want this kid to play Batman. I don't think so. Uh, but isn't the machinist between this and Batman? 
Yeah. That, so, I, heard, I read that was really tough because, yeah, <laughs> right after filming the Machinist, he had to go into full muscle-building mode for Batman. Yeah. And I also heard when he went to Batman that he thought he wanted to be more like, I guess, what we're going to get with Ben Affleck, like, kind of like a big, buff, like, thick Batman. And he came in, like, looking like that, and the director, uh, Nolan's like, no, that, what are you, you're like thick, chunky guy. No, you got to get trimmed down. So then he had to go lose him. <laughs> Again, like, kudos for him for being able to do that. Jesus, yeah. machinist is gross. Like, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> He's a good actor, right. man. He acted really skinny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, like I said, this movie. I guess because of this. So, what was that movie called? Dragon Quest, Dragon Heart, Rain of Fire, Rain of Fire, Rain of Fire, <laughs> Dragon Heart. I hold you to your vow, knight. And I want to say there was another Christian. Like that's when I kind of when I remember like knowing who he was. And like, oh yeah, I remember him from um, American Psycho, but I didn't really know who he was, and it had been a while since I'd seen it. And, and then later on, so he was <laughs> he did the voice of Hal in Hal's Moving Castle, the English version, anyways. Oh really? That was Christian Bale. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at the MDB now. Uh, so I love Rain of Fire. Do a Miyazaki movies. Yeah. So did uh, was Rain of Fire, then Equilibrium, then The Machinist, then How's Movie Castle, then Batman. He's probably pounding the sandwiches in between lines in How's Movie Castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got some chewing on your hoagie on the track there. Uh, can we do that again? So oh, yeah, what did he do? War Empire. Empire of the Sun. Yeah, but Newsies. So I haven't seen. I'm looking now too. Laurel Canyon. I never. I haven't seen Shaft. I haven't seen. And then America. Yeah, he was Psych. right. He was in Shaft. He was the. He was the main villain in Shaft. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. He was in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Shut your mouth. Uh, voice in Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Newsies. Newsies and Swing Kids. Swing Kids, huh? Jeez. And uh, Gina Davis's Treasure Island. <laughs> he was not in that, was he? That's what it says here. <laughs> you sure you were not thinking of it? Cut through that. Cut through that. Oh, maybe yeah. Oh, this is just the actual real the real book. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was the one that she did? Cutthroat Island. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Treasure Island. This is just the. That's still the, the biggest flop in Hollywood, right? Ooh, we, we need to watch this this version of Treasure Island. So Christian Bale is Jim Hawkins. Guess who's playing Long John Silver? The man, the man himself, Chuck Heston. Oh, nice. <laughs> love me some Heston. <laughs> Treasure, you say. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> Get off my plank, you damn dirty pirate! Oh man, this yeah no. Uh, Chuck Heston, Oliver Reed, Christopher Lee. Holy shit! Julian Glover, James Cosmo, Pete Postley. Why are we why, why aren't we watching this right now? Yeah, seriously. I just want to see Chuck Heston do a British accent. That would be me. Why would he do that? <laughs> Ah, uh, I love uh. I'm silver. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh man, Justin. All right. Anything else on Equilibrium? It's awesome. Go watch it. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the muzzle flashes on each of the gunshots is across. So there you go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was cool. I never noticed that, but I always just thought the name Cleric was cool. Probably because at that time I was still playing EverQuest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, 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 was, yep. I was watching, I was trying to figure out what the hell kind of car they were driving around. They have the Clerics drive around in like... Uh, Lincoln Continental with suicide doors? They, they look they look like, yeah, like some kind of Lincoln or Chrysler or something piece of shit. They just like p- made everything white and like put like white duct tape over the, <laughs> the part where the... Uh, license plate would go. Mm-hmm. It actually 
actually look kind of shitty. Guess in the future we're still all driving GM. So there you go. American made man. Built the well, you can't have a car with feelings. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was yeah. All right. Um, I don't have any news as usual. Um, I know one of my shows started up. I haven't watched it. Gotham. Your stories. And yeah, my stories. I can't wait for them to all start up again. Um, what else did I hear? There are some Jon Snow rumors out there. Spoilers. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but I've heard some rumors. There's been rumors all ever since the end of the last season, but um, it's a rumor. Um, happy birthday to George R. R. Martin <laughs> and Game of Thrones apparently cleaned up at the Emmys. Uh, didn't watch, but I heard they won a bunch of stuff. And uh, that's it for me, Alex. Uh, I was just reading here that uh, some video game actors might go on strike. Yes, I've been up on that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's there's a union. Um, it's SAG, and then I forget the initialism. AFTRA. AFTRA. Yeah, AFTRA. Yes. Um, and yeah, like you said, they're gonna vote on whether to go on strike or not. Um, I hope it gets resolved. I, I personally, I, I've always been interested. in uh, in the business of voice acting, and I kind of keep tabs on what's going on with it. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, everything works out for everybody. Uh, I guess part of the deal was they just they felt like they were getting underpaid. Uh, yeah. So you know they do these like Call of Duties or um, World of Warcraft, or whatever it might be, sells millions and millions of copies, and they get a very small amount of that. They just want to get more. Yep. So yeah, everything. Hopefully, it all works out. Hmm. Well, I call for a vote of no confidence in Peter Dinklage for leaving <laughs> Destiny. <No. laughs> it wasn't his choice. Oh. Well, he probably wanted money, that's why. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, I will not stand by while you discuss this in the committee. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we got more Star Wars coming yeah, up, folks. So just uh, hold on a few more yeah. minutes. Scott, anything else? You mean Alex? Yeah, that was my news. Alex, <laughs> anything else? Thanks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. I just read the article like a couple hours ago, and I was like, oh, that's weird. That's oh, news. Cool. All right, Scott. Okay. Uh, not much of my end either. Um, they're kicking around doing a, another Charlie's Angels. Uh, I heard about that. Hope. I, I don't know if you guys have seen the other two. I want Crispin Glover back. He needs to be in more movies. Crispin, Crispin Glover was the best part of both movies. This is yep. true. Uh, they they had this weird. I, th- I think it was mostly Drew Barrymore. She's she didn't want any guns on the like for them to use guns at all. Chivas <laughs> um, age and and whatever. If, you're, if she's anti gun, that's fine. But it's just kind of weird. Going to have psychic firepowers? Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Whoa! I see what you did there, Alex. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I guess like Elizabeth Banks is attached in some capacity. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think she's directing. She's directing. Okay, that's interesting. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, I, I guess I like I like to meet some Elizabeth Banks, whether it's in front or behind the camera. So. Mm-hmm. Wild style. <laughs> I guess she did the Pitch Perfect two. Right. Well, she, I think she was the executive producer on the first Pitch Perfect. And then, yeah, she was the director on the second one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, there's that. Um, I think last week it was Alex that said that uh, Pacific Rim 2 was not coming out. Yeah. Uh, just just elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, Legendary and Paramount or Universal? I think it's Universal. Are at odds right now. And both of them have the rights to this movie for some reason. I don't really understand how that works. And yeah, so no Pacific Rim 2. They're just taking their balls and going home. <laughs> They're tiny, yeah. tiny balls. Yep. And going home. Yeah. I also heard that 
Guillermo del Toro is like notorious for, you know, once I make a sequel, it's got to be bigger and better. So he always asks for bigger and better budgets, and that that scares people away so, from his movies. Okay, so too. Pacific Rim two or the or the first Pacific Rim, I forget. Or the, it was probably the first one. So the budget for that, I think, was larger than like Jurassic World, but less than let's say in Avengers, and domestically it did not do so well. Yeah. It only made like a hundred million domestically, which is well under the budget. Right. Worldwide, it, it killed. It made like four hundred million or something like that. So it's profitable, just not domestically. And so studios are always hesitant to follow right. up on that. You know, they never. They, they never seem to count on the worldwide market, even though they kind of do. So I, I don't know. It seems like people over the seas love the first one, so just go ahead and do the second one. Yeah. But I guess I was like, he wants more money yeah, that, to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'd say give it to him, given his track record. Maybe not with the the box office, but you definitely do get something bigger and better when he gets he to should, do a sequel. He should kickstart it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Indiegogo. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I've always wondered about that whole international thing. They only count domestic usually. Like, why? What the hell? That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And I heard Terminator Genesis was a bomb here, but it's like tearing it up in China and stuff. And it's, yeah, those now they're going to make another yeah, one. Yeah, it's like, one of the three movies that they show over there. Yeah, South Southeast Asia it kills like some of these movies. Uh, yeah, like yeah, shit over here that we don't even like, like Transformers. Fucking kills over there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Big hit, happy body. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I also heard that's why they're trying to in movies now incorporate more cities other than the United States and like Western so, Europe. So for Iron Man, I think it was Iron Man three. There are scenes that they filmed that are only in the like the Chinese release, where like yeah. Iron Man, Tony Stark goes to China. And like does some stuff with some Chinese people there, but they they put that scene in the movie for that audience. It wasn't in the U.S. audience. Does he just go and grab food? I don't know what he does. Because he could. <laughs> he could. It's dark. Yeah. But yeah, and they also said that's why in like Age of Ultron they're going to Korea and stuff like that. That, which I guess makes sense. First of all, I guess it makes sense money wise. Also, it just helps make movies bigger in scope, but everything doesn't have to be. You know, go tear down Seoul for once in a while instead of tearing down New yeah, York and yeah, make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, yeah, that, take down Beijing. Come on, they <laughs> monsters would attack them too. Yeah, I think almost anything's better with an international flair to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when it's like a bunch of white dudes running around <laughs> for yeah. the whole movie. I guess the Hulk is like just white when he's Bruce Banner, and then <laughs> yeah, he's green. Yeah, international. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Whole- All right. Well, we're going to introduce a new feature uh, over the next few weeks. Us being big Star Wars fans and the new movie less than 100 days away. Now. I don't even know what it is. Probably less than like 80 days away now. Um, we want to do a little something special to lead up to it. So we're going to start doing every week a top five list having something to do with Star Wars. So kind of get us in the mood, get you guys in the mood, just, I don't know, something to do, something different, and uh, hopefully it'll be fun. So this week, we're going to talk about the top five things in the special editions that we actually like. Uh. <laughs> doing what we'd hate would be easy, we do it in five seconds. So this makes it a little more difficult to think of. Uh, just be, prepare it, Alex. That We're would gonna be top... equally as difficult. <laughs> We're going to have to do the top five moments of The Phantom Menace at some point, too, so it's not going to be a... <laughs> that I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> now this is pod racing. Uh, Podcasting. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right, so let's hear it. Your top five um, improvements, like, like what you would consider improvements, or maybe just because I know it's going to be tough. Things that didn't hurt <laughs> the original. Um, Things so that maybe didn't make it better, but didn't make it worse either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I know Alex's opinions on this, so we'll, we'll get something out of him. Okay. Well, uh, just to get it out of the way, um, obviously, 
growing up, the only thing we had to watch it on was VHS. So having the video and the audio cleaned up is is pretty huge. So it's kind of a no-brainer, but I'm glad for it. Number five. <laughs> yes. So you're just saying this the just the cleanup. If they would have done nothing else, just cleaned up what was there. Right. Like, yes, like the saying. THX versions that they did for VHS. Yeah, but even more so, I think they did. If I remember well, correctly. With you know the tech that they had at the time, that was the best version. Yeah. And still is. <laughs> yeah. I I agree with you. <laughs> but the part of this when we'll get done, I want to talk about. It. But um, all right, so. Number five, I'll go first, I guess. Or did you? Was that yours, or was that just an overall encompassing thing? That's just kind of an overall. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So number five for me, and this is very tough. It is the song at the end of Return of the Jedi. I love Yub Nub, but at the same time, I do think the new ending. I this is one of those things I had to say is an improvement. I wish they could include Yub Nub and this at the same time. <laughs> But making the, the the victory more galactical as opposed to just located to one treehouse party, um, I think I find it better. You know, at the time it was the first time we got to see Coruscant, which was cool. But then going back and seeing uh, Tatooine and Bespin and everything like that, I think and the song there too is pretty good. So that's an improvement for me. You guys agree or disagree with that? That's or? actually on my list. Okay. Well. Cool. Okay. Basically, that's on my list. But yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I throw the stormtrooper over the ledge <laughs> in the background when they're on Coruscant. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And they tear down the Emperor statue yeah. too. I, I and I mean, since we're just talking about this now, I I like that especially just because there it's supposed to be an entire galaxy, but you never really get the idea that there's a ton of people around. Until, well, like, that last shot kind of drives them. Like, Tatooine is just about as close as you get to, okay, there's, like, lots of people around. You know, it just feels, everything feels very sparse for the most well, part. Tatooine I mean, is sparsely populated. <sighs> I hate you, Alex. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex, you're number five. Uh, my number five was the addition of uh, a little conversation that Luke had with Biggs because I didn't know who the hell that guy was. Okay. It's like, okay, it was a terrible scene. Well, it wasn't great, but at least I got some more backstory. He's like, oh, that's why he was saying that stuff about Beggar's Canyon back home when he was talking to Biggs and blah, 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 this and that. So that's all right. Biggs, when we get back from the... <laughs> From the attack, first peers on me, or first blue notes on me. Hey, you got it, Luke. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pull. I forgot that that wasn't in the original yeah. one. Biggs, I got stories to tell you. So, so it's on my list, but uh, they changed one of the lines when they're they're having the final, like right before the trench run, I think it is, where in the original Luke says. Uh, I forget the exact line, but like, Luke says, where's Wedge? And they changed that to, where's Biggs? I thought it was the opposite. Yeah, it was the opposite, because in the originals, he says, Blasted Biggs, where are you? I thought it was Blasted Wedge, where are you? And then I changed it to Blasted Biggs, where are you? No, you got that backwards. Okay. Whatever, they changed it. Yeah. It's not on my list, but they changed it. I like it, because it makes Biggs, I mean, yeah, it makes Biggs look like a dick, because he is. Then Wedge comes in and saves the day. He's a hero. No, I, I thought that we should have left it. Because, yeah, he's waiting for Biggs to save him. And he's Biggs ain't going to save yeah. Wedge that has to come in and save the day. This way it makes it seem like he was calling for Wedge and Wedge came in and saved him. But before, it was like... Yeah. Blasted Where is this guy? He's my friend. Yeah. So, that's cool. All right. Scott? Uh, number five, I guess, would be... Okay, so this one's kind of cheating, but the the big CGI dance number on uh, Tatooine. I, I think it's like the fucking dumbest thing ever, but it cracks me up when Alex does the <laughs> the rendition of it. <laughs> Do it, Alex. 
<laughs> what dance number? Uh, I, can't, I don't know. You know what it is. Who need that? Oh, that that thing. Yeah. The Jedi rocks. It's like. Yes. <laughs> ba ba ba. Booty that. Uh, in line at Star Tours, you were killing us with that. <laughs> it's everybody forgot except me, the travesty that that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a terrible scene, Scott, but I agree. It does make does make me laugh when Alex does it anyway. <laughs> All right, let's go back in reverse order now. So, Scott, what's your number four? Uh, number four... Would it would have been the uh, the big celebration at the end? Okay. Oh, that's also my number four. Okay. Okay. Like that. that was quick. Yeah. My number four is the little sound effect they put on the stormtrooper hitting his head in A New Hope. Boy. So yeah, before they never had the sound effect. Now they put it in. I don't know why that. I, I'm stretching here too, trying to find good things. And that was always a, a funny little boom sound when it hits. So they should have put a they should have put a Wilhelm scream when you did it. <laughs> that was fucking gold. Uh-huh. All right, my number three is um, the establishing shots of Bespin when the Millennium Falcon's coming in and the whole no, I don't have a landing permit and he's flying by. And I don't know if you remember that original. Shot. It was like I don't know what you call that shot. You see Princess Leia walking in the window, where it looks like a cartoon on the outside, yeah. and you see Princess Leia walking. Yep. They made that look a lot better, and just the Millennium Falcon too. That's some of the first. I guess they had it in A New Hope release too, but the Millennium Falcon is CG looking a lot better. So I really do like the establishing shot there, and then also later on when Lando um, was telling everyone to evacuate, and Wilro Hood goes running through. And uh, they added just they open stuff up and you see different parts of the town of the city and everything. So I always kind of enjoyed that. Open it up, make it look a little better and bigger. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Alex, your number three. Uh, damn it, I had one for number three. I just forgot. I've been drinking ever since I knew I was going to do the top five. This is also approaching your one hundred and eleventh birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, my number three. Wait, which one? What was my number five? Um, <laughs> your number. Wait, your number four was the the song at the end. Yeah. Oh, no, number four. I think Scott said my number three. No, you said my number three. The dunk on the the stormtrooper where he bumps his head. Okay. Bunk. All right. I was like, yeah. Okay. I mean, there would it, it it is a little bit weird watching the original now, and it, I see the stormtrooper every time, and there's no sound, so it's it is acceptable. Okay. okay. Scott. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this might be the first kind of controversial one. Oh uh, shit! Here we go. Uh, I actually liked that they put in Hayden Christensen at the end of Return. Uh Get the fuck out! <laughs> You're out of the podcast. <laughs> I I like Why? I like that they went out of the way for the continuity there. How is that continuity? I mean, you know, he was old. You know what? I would have liked this day CGI David Prowse in there. <laughs> that would have been the best, but yeah, uh, I I I don't have a problem with it. Like I. Like, I don't, I'm not like I wasn't like blown away by it, but I'm like, yeah, that was kind of interesting thing to do. I thought. Okay, but then why isn't Obi Wan uh, Ewan McGregor there? Mm-hmm. Because okay, so but but, but because by the time you get done with the the original trilogy, it's it, that's what he looks like the whole time. Whereas by then you get the one shot of him without his mask for yeah a couple for like what like a minute. Yeah, so, a couple minutes. So, uh, yeah, I don't have as big of a problem. Like, you don't... And, and in a way, it's cool, because then you remember him, like, as he was, as the good guy. You know? I, 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 I don't... That was also the version of Anakin Skywalker that killed a bunch of younglings. That is true. Yes. The old one's the one who actually killed the Emperor 
and fulfilled his uh, mm-hmm. you are the chosen one. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> See? Uh, I'm, I'm saying I, I like it. There you go. That's right. Your opinion's wrong, Scott, but I appreciate <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> All right, you're number two. My number two? Yeah. Okay. Asking Scott about his number two, this is dangerous territory. It is. Uh, He's going to get poetic. He's going to get keats on us. Okay. This also might be a little controversial, but not as much. I like that they threw in a, a bunch of extra TIE fighters and X-Wings. And what? In, like, the final big fight. So at the end of New Hope, and then at the end of Return, when they're having the big space battles. That there's more, that they kind of up the scale of what was going on with that. And I like that. I don't think they did. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did add add in a few new TIE Fighters and X-Wings to various fights throughout the... Not, not just those. No, in Jedi, there was a shitload of them. Yeah, in Jedi, there was always a shitload. And and Star Wars was still not many. Um, it may, if they did, it's going to be very few. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay. If they did, then sure. fine. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think... For me... What kind of my list? The space battles haven't been hurt at all with any of the changes. Yeah. So, I guess I agree with. If there were changes, I agree with you. <laughs> I just don't know of any of additional stuff. All right, Alex. That's kind of my number two. Also, the, the updated um, C- CGI on all the ships and space battle and stuff. That's all right. It kind of. I guess when all the films cleaned up and everything, it looks okay, but there's still a bit of uh, visual disjointment going on between all the awesome, cool-looking CGI scenes and then the 70s filmed shots that they cut to. But it looks good, yeah. and I don't, I don't mind it. Okay. Now I agree with you. I that well, whatever. That's my number one. I'll just jump to it right now. <laughs> My number one is the stuff that they did to make the space battles, especially in A New Hope, look better. Um, I mean, just in the very beginning, very beginning of the fight when they're leaving um, Yavin. Remember before they were just these little white dots that flew from the planet to the sp- to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they firing bottle rockets? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I never even. Yeah, I never knew what that was as a kid. Like, what the hell are they shooting up? Fireworks. <laughs> So I think that is the one, one of the biggest like. I guess we're talking about now. If they were to ever like go back and like, okay, here's the original version without any of stuff, I would miss that the most. Going back and watching the old clunky ships, yeah. I think I would miss it. It's been a while since I've seen it, so maybe not, but I think I would miss it a little bit. You know the, the uh, Star, uh, Star Trek DVDs <laughs> do that where you have the option to watch the complete original or the enhanced version where all the space stuff is CGI. <laughs> it's it's pretty harsh going between the cuts, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess it has to be done right. Yeah. Um, all right, that so that was my number 1, but to go back to my number 2 is the the um Wampa snow creature. Yeah. <laughs> and Empire strikes back. Uh, I like it I a lot. Do not I like think that. Really? Oh, I like it a lot. I think the whatever they showed before was, yeah, it's cool. It's use your imagination. You don't know what's going on, but I think it's really cool. I, I, do, I dig that a lot. Um, it's just a little bit. They didn't overdo it. They just kind of give you, a, what, maybe four seconds, three just, seconds of seeing him? It's like a dude in a suit, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's a full yeah. body shot. They have, they have well, one right, full but body shot. I mean, like, like, I mean, like it might be like force perspective, but it's still just a guy in a suit, right? Yeah. At least they did that. It wasn't a CGI dude. In what the special edition? Yeah, in the Wampa. I think it's CG. No, it isn't CG. You sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty uh, sure. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Wampas, I just rode the Matterhorn for the first time in years, and that freaking abominable small snowman is scary as fuck now. Jeebus H. They updated him. With the Wampa. They uh, they updated the animatronics on that thing. Holy crap. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I heard the Matterhorn's been updated, so you no longer sit in, uh have the girl sit in your lap. Oh, I know, man. Everyone has individual seat. That's lame. It is. Permanecer sentados, por favor. That was still there. 
That's awesome. <laughs> you, need, yeah, you need that ride for the road coasters and for it to small room. People <laughs> like to stick their hands in between the boat and the wall for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I, know. Ooh, I wonder what will happen. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was my number two. Number one I already mentioned, though, was the, the spaceship fights or whatever. So, Alex, you're number one? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Number one, baby. Oh God! I love to hate uh, that thing. I love to hate it so much. It is the <laughs> worst part of the enhanced. Chewie I just know the phonetics. I don't. I don't know any of the actual alien words. So terrible. It that is, thing goes on you, for like twenty minutes. I know. It goes it's, on. It's, it's like when they, It's like when Ario's spaceship does the the bit in the holiday special. <laughs> just goes on forever. Yeah. It goes God, on. it's just it's awful. That fucking hairy dude, and you're looking inside of his mouth, and there's like sand people playing Red. drums, and ah. oh god, like, really, really, Lucas. That's that's what you originally implant. You intended for that scene, really? Yeah. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. Turkey neck Lucas. I'm going to say, just to interrupt real quick, you love to hate it. The one I almost included for that reason, too, is the stupid Jabba the Hutt Han Solo scene (laughs) when he steps on his tail. Like. I know. It's like it just the balls of them to think that was a good strategy. We'll just move on up and down like he's stepping so, on this guy. So there, there was a site called Abridged Scripts that I used to read back in the day, where a guy would review movies, but he would just break it down like a movie script. It'd be like three or four pages long, and he did the the remastered version that came out in theaters, and he came to that scene and <laughs> it, you know plays out like a script, and Han says something like. Hey, Jabba. And Jabba the Hutt says, Hey, hi, I look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. Didn't, they, didn't they clean it up twice? Yes. Like in subsequent yes. versions? Yeah. Because it was 97 CG. Yes. Then it was 2002 CG or whatever. It still doesn't look good. Yeah. But why? They, I, I just laugh. Like, wh- that was the only solution you can come up with of having to step on him. You couldn't like cut away to Boba Fett really quick and then cut back and he's on the other side of him. Like, no. Oh, there's. No, I'm step over. Yeah. I've pretty much heard an interview where he said that. He's like, I thought it'd be kind of fun for him to step on him. Oh. The other thing is that story wise, it doesn't make any fucking sense because we already went through all of that explanation with Greedo. We already know why Han is afraid of Jabba and why he needs the money really bad. We don't need it explained to us twice. Uh. Anyways. Who would have thought a scene with, extra scene with Boba Fett would be ruined? Would be terrible. I know. Seriously. Right? Yeah. Alright, Scott. Integration. Uh, number one. Scott, uh, number one. Uh, it's kind of cheating, but in the updated version, they finally added uh, James Earl Jones to the credits as oh, the voice right. of Darth Vader. Like it took him that only in the special edition. Are you sure it wasn't like the re-release in the no, theaters? No, the, 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 like... the re-release in the theaters. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it, took, I mean, it still took a long time. Yeah. To, well, to, it was black. To possibly get you know in film credit for the most. Obviously, they can't you know go back in time and put it in and then, but uh, get to the, the most iconic voice in the history of film. So. See, I like that. All right. Oh, hooky cool. these. <laughs> alright um, well that's it for this episode we're going to keep doing these top five lists and I'm going to whose turn is it to pick a topic for next week Alex? I think it's mine yeah it is alright so Alex <laughs> Whoa, what's wrong Scott? <laughs> pick a topic and pick a Star Wars top five list yet oh right now? yeah oh shit I'm putting you on the spot dang you can do this I know I can do this it's tough well, give us your movie first. You didn't think of that one okay. either. <laughs> no, I, got, I got a movie. Okay. Since I'll be, I'll be kicking off Halloween month, uh, let's do Evil Dead 2. All right. Cult classic. All right. Okay. I think last year our Halloween movie was Army of Darkness, so oh, yeah. we're going back in time. Mm-hmm. We're going back in time. 
<laughs> Turn back. All right. And this top five. This is the top five uh, creature puppets from the original trilogy, or from the whole thing, from all six movies. I don't know how many creature puppets there are in <laughs> the the episodes one through three, but oh, well, my number one is Yoda from <laughs> Phantom Menace. And Phantom Menace, yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Shooty puppet him. I aged terribly <laughs> in terribly 800 years old. Even though younger I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Living in the bog of eternal stench will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Plastic, yes. Mm. Mm.